1: Thank you for joining us if you have not already please make sure to subscribe rate and review your feedback means the world to me right or wrong I need it it's the way that I grow and it is the only communication that I have from you guys about what you want to hear what's important what you like and what you don't like so please at at the least make sure to write a review Uh, for this episode if you have an opportunity and thank you again for joining me I have a few things for you guys before we get into today's amazing guest so first things first can we acknowledge that it's July it's July y'all that means that it's month seven out of a 12-month year that you probably made a goal checklist for New Year's and if you're looking back on it like I used to and you have goals that you have not met yet, please check out my latest checklist. I used to be the same way, probably for like four or five years. I would find myself at the end of the year going, why did I not accomplish these? And I feel like it's always one of two things. It's either we've set goals for ourselves that are someone else's, goals that don't mean anything to us. That's why sometimes we think we're not smart because we can't complete something, but it's really just because it's not something that we care to complete we're not passionate about it so maybe you set the wrong goals or you're a super procrastinator as I raise my hand I still struggle with that or there's just some missing pieces and so for the last couple of years I've been able to accomplish my goals in the first three or four months of the year and I realized it's just a few things that I've been able to use each year to make sure to ensure that those things happen in a quick manner so that I can spend the rest of the year preparing for next year. So I have put all that down in a 10 step checklist that you don't want to miss out on because I know it will help you and there's great detail in there as far as strategy on how to make sure that one, you're choosing the right goals and two, you're getting there as quick quickly As effortlessly and efficiently as possible. So you can find that checklist at thestrandedphase.com forward slash checklist. Also, I was super excited to announce to you guys that I'm finally starting a mentoring program. But before I had an opportunity to announce, uh, I had a lot of people reach out. So my goal was to have four coaching clients this year that I really wanted to help dive into their lives, do weekly mentoring, and just really get deep down about finding your focus and identifying what that is and building on that to create the life you crave and just really bringing the best out of these people Um, and I already have kind of filled that so I'm gonna take on one more um, just because I'm truly truly enjoying this journey So I have one spot left. So if that is of interest to you, you can find a survey to find if this is a good fit for you at thestrainofphase.com forward slash mentor. And you guys know how much mentoring means to me uh, because if you haven't already checked it out, my most recent TEDx talk just came out on YouTube. You can search it Jessica Hurley, TEDx, the ripple effect of mentoring because my life was changed by a mentor. So I have no choice but to in turn give that back to you. So on to today's amazing guest, this girl, this girl, y'all, this woman, Ooh. she has been beyond necessary on my entrepreneurship journey. I've seen her speak at several events and she just gets me every time. She's got that, that genuine tone that I just fall for. Um, I'm fangirling a little bit because everything that she puts out there is been exactly what I've needed and she is literally true to the mission she's been through a lot and so today we talk about her live limitless company why that is her consistent message what she's been through and transitioned through in her life and what she first thought she wanted to the life she lives now how her perspective is everything and how in life um, you can see it two completely different ways and I feel as if this woman has mastered uh, the art of perception. So, without further ado, this two-time author, mom of three, wife, keynote speaker, featured in Forbes, Huff Post, on the news, and amazing influencer. Without further ado, Miss Sierra Range. Thank you so much for joining us on the Stranded Podcast. And thank you so much for my amazing guest, this beautiful woman that has truly inspired me on my entrepreneurship journey. And she's inspiring women everywhere. Thank you so much, Sierra
2: Range. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me.
1: (laughs) I'm just glad you came on. You don't understand your content. Like, there's a lot of female entrepreneurs out there, but for you, I'm like, you are bar none. Like, you are uncomparable to other women because some of the stuff you put out there, just from your day to day to some of the articles that have been published, I'm like, y'all, this girl is, (laughs) she is above the rest. Like, (laughs)
2: oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That really does mean a lot to me.
1: I got to jump right in. So, tell us, because I love your background because. I talk to a lot of women and um, entrepreneurs and successful women, but you have a really unique story about um, where you started. Tell us a little bit about your background, your career, and how you got into this
0: this journey.
2: Absolutely. So um, Limitless Living, LLC, which is my, uh, my first company, was birthed through, I would definitely say, through a very painful experience. Um, when I started my company, I was working as a juvenile detention officer out in Maricopa County. And during that time, you know, I was pursuing my master's degree at Pepperdine University. So I had applied, I got accepted, and I was gearing up to move to LA to live my dream life. At least that's what I thought. And then uh, my grandmother had fallen ill and she needed to move in with us. And so long story short, that whole process got delayed. We weren't able to move into the home right away because I was now her full-time caretaker. And so I was literally getting up and driving six and a half hours from Phoenix to LA for class. And after about three weeks, I realized like, you know, this is not going to work. And I was completely devastated. And so I went back home um, to Phoenix. I delayed my studies. And during that time, I was taking care of my grandmother. My daughter had recently been diagnosed with epilepsy. She was about nine months at this time. So I'm taking care of her and taking care of my grandma. And I'm just like completely depressed because This was totally not the life that I had designed. Like this was not a part of my plan. Like being unemployed, home, taking care of my grandma and my daughter was not a part of my plan. You know, I didn't complain about it because I was honored to be able to serve the people that I love. But my plan was to be in L.A. pursuing my master's, you know, on the beach, sipping Mai Tais. But but God had different plans. And so it was just a part of that whole process. Um, eventually she passed away and I remember sitting with her and holding her hand and praying with her as she transitioned and just you know I just began to reflect on that seven month period where we were just really intimate as she was you know slowly declining and we had several conversations about life and dreams and passions and one day I had gone to visit her at the hospital and I remember sitting in the hospital room with her and I asked her like what was your dream you know she kind of paused and she's like you know I never had one And in that moment, you know, we just kind of mourned not her death because she was still very alive, but we just mourned the idea of her dream because there is a such thing as being too late. And here she was at the end of her rope and she had never actualized a grander, more grandiose version of herself, you know, and it was not because she wasn't capable or talented or gifted or powerful or, or none of those things. It's because she never even thought to even think about it. Like she never even knew it was possible. She never tried. And so I was reminded of that moment when I was holding her hand and she passed away. I was reminded, you know, I want my life to matter. I want to use all of my gifts while I'm here on earth. During that moment when I'm in my final resting place and I'm getting ready to transition, I don't want to take anything with me. I want to leave my gifts, my talents, my legacy here on earth to live beyond me by the time you know we meet our final resting place, we should be all we should be all used up, and so that's kind of how I birthed limitless living. You know, to live full, to live fearless, to pursue your dreams. You know, to tap into your innate gifts, just to live this amazing life, doing what God created you to do, and to do that before you ran out of time. And so that's kind of what birthed limitless living. I went on to write my first book, "To Dance in the Rain," um, my second book, uh, "Live Limitless," and it was just like. One of those God moments where things didn't go according to your plan, but, and it was kind of painful in the in-between, the in and then you realize that God had a plan all along, and that his will for your life kind of trumps your plans, and his will is kind of better than the plan that you had anyway, and so it was just one of those moments that kind of started it all.
1: Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> okay, can we, can we side note? You're a phenomenal speaker. Thank you. <laughs> Was it like a taught skill? Did you go to Toastmasters or were you just born this way?
2: <laughs> um, the funny thing is I am very shy. Not necessarily shy, but call myself an introvert with an outgoing personality. And so I love, love, love to write. Speaking has been one of those things that I had to kind of leap into and force my way into. And it's definitely one of those things that you have to do it afraid Because a lot of times when I get up to speak, my palms are sweating, my armpits are itching, and I'm so freaking nervous. And I have to just remember, you know what, Sierra, you're here to serve. And so I minimize the the ego. I minimize me, and I look out into the audience, and I say, someone here needs to hear what I have to say. Someone here needs what's been on the inside of me, and so I'm going to reduce me and take me away and put the people ahead of that, put their needs ahead of that. And that kind of gives me the courage to speak. And I just do it, but it's definitely—I would say—a gift, one of those God-given gifts. I've always wanted to sing. I can't do that, so. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking, I can do, and so once I kind of learned, it, that was like one of those innate gifts that I had. And you know, I've just been kind of very intentional about you know continuing to develop it by being in action, by showing up, and by doing speaking engagements. You know, all of those things kind of polish the craft, and I'm just blessed and grateful that I've was able to, you know, realize the gift that I had and, you know, to take action to perfect it.
1: I have seen you speak in person and there you were on a panel, I think of five or six other women and everyone was phenomenal, but you took my breath away. I was like, why is this woman speaking to me right now? (laughs) You definitely, definitely have a gift.
2: Thank you. I was
1: like, I need her in my life and on my podcast and all the above.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That makes me so happy to hear that. Thank you. You need to
1: know it. You need to know it. You're like a keynote speaker every week.
2: <laughs> I know. The it's just like, um, Oh, I was just sitting back reflecting I'm like, this is nowhere near the life that I planned for myself. Like I'm supposed to be, you know, with my master's degree in some cubicle working hard, you know, this is not even what I had planned. And that's another reason why I'm so adamant about just trusting the process. It may not be pretty and it's often painful, but it's purpose. And if we can just kind of just release the need to control the outcome and trust that God has something so amazing in store for us and just kind of go with it and work through it and grow through it. Oh, my God. Life is just freaking amazing.
1: Girl, big pause. You said if you could just learn to gr- to let go of the outcome. And the yeah. whole time you were telling that story, I was thinking, so one, you had to be fairly young. Where were you, you were in your 20s. like Yes, early 20, 20s. 23,
2: 24.
1: 23, 24. You've got the whole set plan. You had even gotten into the college. You were like weeks away from planning to go there. And then you end up becoming a caretaker for your grandmother and your child. And I'm listening to this going, do you know how many people would have been bitter in this situation and extremely unhappy and felt victim to this mm-hmm. situation? felt like their dreams were screwed over by, you know, sick family and missed opportunities. And you saying let go of the outcome is probably one of the hardest things most people will ever do.
2: Yes, we have this need to control the outcome. And that's another thing that we, when we plan and it's just like I'm all about planning and, you know, forecasting. It's necessary in business. But there's a part of me as being a purpose of an entrepreneur, to leave, always leave room for God to work his way and to always give him, you know, the power to let his will rule and run my life because I can have a plan, but his perspective and his positioning, he can see more than what I can see. And just kind of like that, we're in the same building, but we got different views. So I consider myself God is, you know, he's the skyscraper. He's at the top of the skyscraper. And I may be on the 30th floor. I'm still high up, but what he can see from the top. Of that building. And what I can see from the 30th floor is a whole different outcome. And so I just trust that he's ahead of me. I trust that he's more powerful than I am. And I just kind of trust his will. And it was a very hard moment. I, I, I won't even lie. It was very, very challenging because I had also, I quit my job. As soon as I got my acceptance letter, two weeks notice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I couldn't wait to serve that two weeks notice. And so... When everything, you know, all the dust settled, I'm like, wow, here I am, unemployed. That whole LA thing is not gonna happen, at least not now. And my grandmother needed me, she was so sick and it was just, and then my daughter got sick and it was just like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? It's just like, things just kind of took a turn, but in the midst of it all, I still felt like this was not going to be the end of my story. Deep down inside of me, I still felt like I just got to get through this. I just got to get through this. And there were days when I just cried and I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do. I'm completely overwhelmed because I was in Arizona at the time and my whole family was here in Florida. So it's just me and my husband, grandma and our two children. And it just, I felt alone. And I just realized it was in that time that God was preparing me. Like There were so many hard life lessons that I learned during that time. No book could ever teach me. I had to live that thing. Watching someone transition has a way of like just making you really, really value life and time and all of those things. And it, and I feel like I had to go through those things. You know, God had a bigger plan for me. And there's certain things that I had to go through in order to become the person that I am. And I'm still becoming. So I've learned from that situation Another other situations where I face adversity, I've learned That these situations don't come to break you, but to build you. If, 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 if you can extract the lesson, if you can extract the lesson, no matter how hard it is, how difficult, you know, how painful it is, if you can extract the lesson, then you've won because we can build upon those lessons. Like, it's a disservice to yourself to go through things and not learn from it. It's it's just a waste of time. And what I've learned is that that same situation of replay and different situations and different people and different relationships until you finally learn that lesson. So whenever I'm going through something, especially a lot of challenges at one time, like number one, I'm getting ready to level up. Right. And this and this is just my this is just my preparation. It's all about your perspective, how you look at your situation. I could look at many situations and say, you know what, I give up. This is too hard. This is not fair. I'm tired. I'm doing everything I know to do, and things are still not working out. But I know that life is a matter of perspective. And if I'm going to win this thing, it's going to be because of my mindset and my will to win. So I can be bitter or I can allow this situation to make me better. The only thing that's going to change the way I look at things is me. So I can choose to be bitter. But what end result is that going to give me? Or I can choose to rise up and find and muster up whatever amount of strength I can find on the inside of me and just be better. Even if it's just a little bit better. Better is always better bigger and give you the most, you know, desirable results in being bitter. And so, you know, we get one life, we get one life. And what I've learned to be so true is that our mindset and our perspective, they take us so far in life. They help you get over those hard moments. It's all about the way you look at it. And faith is a perspective. And I just choose to have faith. And no matter what I'm going through. There is an end that is going to be better than what I'm going through right now. And so I just look forward to that expected end that is always good.
1: So many gems. So many gems you just gave away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, hold on, let me get a notepad. (laughs) So, you know what's so interesting about everything you just said is that is what I've learned as well is that mindset and perspective is everything. And you have to be led by faith and not fear. And we don't realize how many times our lives are led by fear or doubt. But Mm -hmm. I thought about these situations that we go through. And I've always agreed to what you said is that I feel like when we go through those situations, it's really God saying, I have something better for you on the other side, but um, I'm going to put you through the mud and I need you to prove to me that you can handle it. Yes. What's on the other side. It's going to be a lot tougher than this. It's going to be a lot greater, but it's going to come with some consequences. And so you're going to go through this little dirt and prove to me you can do it. And then we'll talk about the greatness I have for you on the other side. If you take the lessons away that I'm going to give you through this situation, exactly like you mentioned.
2: Absolutely. And then Um, I
1: thought about it and I was like, you know, I feel like where people give up is that requires patience.
2: Oh, that's definitely what it is. We are living in this instant society where we want instant fame, instant success, instant gratification. And we want to skip process. And there's just so many things, so many life altering, mind altering things that happen in between that's called process or are necessary for the next level. It's just like wanting to build a house and you build your house out of straw instead of brick. Because you just wanted a house that was quick and fast, it it won't stand up. It just it won't stand, and that's the thing we have to learn to be okay with process. And I think that comes along with understanding that the process is necessary. The process is so necessary because there's there are things that you're going to learn in the process that are going to prepare you for your next level, and we can't skip it. It's just you do yourself a disservice to skip it. It's like you know cheating the whole way through the semester, you're copying your friends' answers, and you're you're halfway doing everything, and then here's a test, and you pass all the assignments because you cheated, and then you get to the midterm and you flunk because you skip the process. And so we just have to be okay with that. Like a pro- you we can't skip that part. It is it's necessary. It's something that you're gonna learn. It's teaching you, it's preparing you, and you can't skip it.
1: I love that. Because when you said that you were with your grandmother for six to eight months, I'm like, do you know how many people would have given up or been like, well, this is my new life, you know, been bitter about it. Mm-hmm. That's where I think people just lose that opportunity. And I say opportunity because there's a lesson there. And I heard someone say the other day that if you ask a lot of people about the worst thing that's ever happened to them and they wish it ever never happened, they'd say yes. But when you ask them, to, would, would they get rid of the lessons they learned from it? They say no. And he said, well, you can't have both. Mm -hmm. so it's it's one you get both you get the lesson you know and the issue or the situation that deters you from what you think you're supposed to have and like you said before it's God's got a much bigger
0: plan
2: a much bigger plan I love what you said because if I can change everything of course I would want her to still be here but the lesson that I learned was just so profound because it taught me to value life and to value time and I remember after right after she passed away Remember the nurses came in and they were like, "Okay, well she's gone now." Um, and they were just kind of standing around, like waiting. And I was still distraught, my husband and I. And a couple minutes later, um, an administrator came in and she's like, "Hey, this hospital we don't have a we don't have a mortuary here. So, what do you guys have planned for the body?" And I'm looking like, "Huh? Like I don't know. Like she just passed away. My mind is a million places. I have no idea what is going on right now." And I remember just being completely distraught. And I remember walking out of the room and I remember the nurses standing there, they were laughing and they were all standing around someone's phone laughing. Um, the doctors was walking around smiling. I came out of the room and there was a kid next to the Coke machine, grabbing a Coke, smiling, another kid sitting on the bench in the hallway on his laptop. And I'm just like, man, it's like everything was in slow motion. And I'm like, man, she just lost her life in the next room. Her life just ended, but life is still going for everybody else. And it's just like, man, when I leave this earth, I want to leave it. I want it to make an impact. I want my my presence to be of such value that when I leave, the world feels that. Like, just remember, I remember when um, Prince passed away, when Michael Jackson passed away, like everybody felt it. And it was because they had made an impact. They had, you know, they served their purpose. You know, they, they lived full out. And when they left, people felt it. And I think that that's a part of living your dream and living full out. When you leave people, people should know like it it should matter. And I think that just kind of that's a part of the process with, you know, wanting to live full out and to make a real genuine impact. And I don't want these things like a selfish ego type thing. But it's just to say that when I was here, I lived. I touched hearts. My memory, my memories will live on and the people and the hearts that I've touched and the lives I made an impact on. And so that process just taught me to live full, to live more, to do more, to make an impact because once it's gone, it's gone. Like you're here today and literally gone today. Like the time in between is so infinite. Like it's it's just a mere second and it's no longer. And so I just, it just kind of forced me to say, you know what? I don't know when my time is going to be here, but when it comes, I want to be able to rest knowing that I did everything that I was supposed to do. I touched the people I was supposed to touch. I served those who I was supposed to serve. I learned what I was supposed to learn. I lived happy. I lived full out so I can die empty. And so it was that process that really made me, it just really ignited my passion and my purpose for teaching other people to live limitless.
1: I love when you said that they lived their purpose.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
1: it's like fulfilling that purpose is the impact. That's yes. why we're all on this earth is to make an impact. And when everyone yes. feels it, that means that the impact was made.
2: Absolutely. Everyone That's absolutely it.
1: Cool. Woo! <laughs> <That> speaks <laughs> the truth. Um, speaking of patience though, when we talked about millennials and patience. You have a lot of great articles published out there, and I wanna quote you in one of your Forbes articles at the end of last year, that I was like, Wow, this is this is definitely a topic of discussion. You said that there's a misconception that millennials are lazy, unreliable, lack work ethic, and don't value hard work. But the truth is we're not lazy. We're just uninspired by work that doesn't fulfill us. Yes. I was like, this is so riveting because (laughs) everyone wants to say that we're looking for a crutch or an excuse, but I was like, I know so many people that just aren't willing to, to make that sacrifice anymore for that nine to five doing something that is not, they're not passionate about. So tell me about this quote and tell me what you think millennials are looking for now.
2: So I remember um, writing that piece. Actually, I had just resigned from my position as a corrections officer here in Orange County, Florida. And I remember just sitting with some of my older counterparts and they had been with the department for 30 years and they were all looking at their retirement. And they were saying, I got four more years. I got six more years. I have this much, this amount of money in my drop. I have this amount of my investments. And everyone was just kind of, everybody hated the job. They complained all the time. They hated this. They hated that. They hated the officers. They hated the inmates. (laughs) It was just like, and it was just like, they were unhappy with the job. And then every other week we we'll would get an email from the department saying such and such retired two years ago and now they passed away. Such and such re- retired six months ago and now they passed away. I'm just like, man, are we really going to invest 30, 40 years into a department waiting for this grand moment to finally live, to finally, you know, get our retirement money and finally vacate and finally like live the life of our dreams just to have it cut short in six months because we live too long unhappy like living unhappy and stress it kills slowly it really does and so we spend all this time planning for retirement planning to live our best life 20 years out 10 years out four years out and when it finally comes it's cut short because we, it, we're, we're, we can't even enjoy it like life has cut us short i'm just like you know what I remember just sitting with them and I love these people. I learned so much from them. I'm like, this won't, this won't be how my story ends. I refuse to give 20, 30 years to a department doing work that does not fulfill me just to have a retirement money set aside that I can't even enjoy because the stress and the years of living unfulfilled has literally drained me and killed me. I refuse to that be my story. And I remember one of my trainers, he just, he always made these jokes during our, um, during our training, like, Oh, you millennials! All you guys want to do is take a picture, and he just always made these jokes about millennials. I'm like, you know, we're not lazy. I work hard. I stay up long hours, late nights, early mornings. But I'm inspired by the work that I do. We're we just we we just don't buy into that whole American pie type lifestyle like we don't want just a slice of the american pie we want to bake our own cakes like we want to use our talents we want to use our innate gifts we want to use our uniqueness our authenticity our transparency our stories to create a life that serves us and what's wrong with that It's nothing wrong with that and i was reminded of a quote that says if you don't um design your own life you'll find yourself working for someone who did and that's the truth. And so millennials, we're just fearless. We're not afraid to fail. Um, we're, we're not afraid. We're, we're way more fearless than previous generations. And I think it's because we, we've kind of taken note. We've watched you, we've watched our parents and our grandparents work really hard for retirement to still not enjoy it, to still pass away. Because, you know, none of us are getting out of life alive, no matter how well you plan for it. And I think our thing is we want to live now. We want to live now while we're young, while we're full of energy. I don't want to wait and take my vacations when I'm old and I have to move slow. I want to take my vacations when I can be wild and fun and free and in good health. And so millennials, we're just kind of changing the game. We've realized that we can. And that's the only reason why we're doing it, because we know that it's possible.
1: Mm. Mm. That is it. That makes me want to move faster. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what am i doing right now make it make it
2: quick <laughs> yes and it's not necessarily make it quick but make it count yes. like do what matters to you and this is my thing patience is one thing but procrastination is another
0: yes.
2: like we have to be patient in the process and that says i'm, I'm working towards something and it's just not going to be an overnight success i gotta grind i have to learn some things i have to invest in my skill set that's patience to the process when you know that you're working towards something, but you don't expect it to come overnight. You know that it's going to take time to build, to grow. You know, that's that's more what patience speaks to. But procrastination is, oh, my God, I see where I want to be, and it just feels like I'm just so far. The distance between where I am now and where I want to be feels like a million miles. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm paralyzed by procrastination. There's a difference, and and and, if, and you know I noticed that procrastination is always rooted in some type of fear or lack mindset. Where you feel like, I'm not good enough, I'm not ready, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough friends, I don't have this, I can't do it on that level. When really you can just do do it now, start where you are, use what you have, and watch it grow. And that's where patience kicks in, because you, once you start, once you take action right where you are, you understand it's going to take patience to get to that point where you want it to, where you. In your mind, where it's just like this grandiose moment, but it's going to take patience to get there. But it's overcoming that fear factor that makes you procrastinate and stay idle and stuck out of fear. So we need, have to take action, but we have to be OK with the building process because it takes time to build things. But you're never going to get there if you don't start. Um, what's that one quote when uh, oh, I says something like you don't have to be great to f- you don't have to be, you don't have to, how does it go? You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. That's what it is. Yeah. So get started. So you have to get started. That's
1: the concept. It's like, you don't, you're not born knowing how to tie shoes. You don't, you have to start somewhere. And even, and you have to not be afraid that if that doesn't work, then I'm not made for this. Like I was talking to a girl the other day and she told me a story and I was like, wow, that's, that is life. She said that she had been dying to do women's events. She finally partnered up with somebody, did a women's event and she thought that that was going to be her like her true passion. And she was, she came from a world of finance. And she said, she they did the event. They didn't even break even. She lost like four grand. And she said, but she was talking to all the girls and networking with everyone that day. And everybody was asking her finance questions. And she said she went home that night and wrote down. Um, and at this point she was trying to figure out how to become an entrepreneur. She went home that night and wrote down everyone's questions
2: and created a course from it.
1: And she made like $40,000 in her course launch.
2: Wow. That's what I call being in action. Oh, that's awesome. And that's a true entrepreneur who say, I, I, I see a need and I'm going to show up to serve that need. But and had I, she not I, I, ever started, yes. it would have
1: never happened.
2: Right. And then think about that, that that perceived failure that like got lost. but you gained 40. And so a lot of times we have to realize that success is just failure turned inside out. And a lot of times it's that failure that propels you closer to your success. Because again, it's that lesson that you would extract from that perceived failure. Now, had she just gone home, been bitter, not even talked to anybody because she was upset about losing the money, she would have missed her moment. She would have missed the moment. I love that story. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> Me too. I was like, "Good. That means I get multiple tries."
2: <laughs> oh yes, girl. Give yourself a million second chances because you can. Who's standing over you saying, "Up, oh, that's it"? Nope, Jessica. Nope. Mm-mm. You can give yourself a million second chances, and you definitely should because it's your life, and we're all growing, we're all learning, and we're all we all just want to be great. And so, I give myself permission to start over a million times if if need be.
1: I love that. It's like a, I just. an episode on that it's like eliminate guilt because everyone will forgive you it's Mm -hmm. it's you you're holding on to the guilt you're holding on to the failures the mistakes you have to let it go and try again
2: oh that's good I like girl that's deep I like that (laughs) that's good because a lot of times people stand in their own way and they don't even realize like you're in your own way
1: oh it hit me so hard when I one day I was like I said something about Somebody asked me why I was doing something. I was like, oh, because I messed it up once before. So I always try to make sure I don't make the same mistake twice. And they were like, well, who's watching? And I was like, "Um, nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, did every, you know, and then it just hit me. I was like, wow, you know, any anyone I've ever done that with or in front of, like, they've forgiven me. Mm -hmm. So they're not waiting on me to make the same mistake again. I'm waiting on me to make the same mistake again.
2: And you know what I've learned? People are inspired by your process. Like if you look at the people that you love and you admire the most, especially people that you may have followed on Instagram for years and you remember their beginning and you remember their, their failures and just to see them shine now. So people get inspired by that. You'll be surprised who's watching, but they're not judging you as harshly as you're judging yourself. And a lot of times people are they are inspired by that because it makes it relatable. They can say, oh, my God, she went through this. And I remember when she first started and she had to stick up and she had to sit back. But look at her now because she didn't give up.
1: That's what gets people off their butt mm-hmm. is your relatable story.
2: Absolutely.
1: Like yours. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of relatable, I have to ask you this. I want to get into Live Limitless after this because you've got some great keys that I want to share. But relatable, before anyone says that they don't have the time or they can't do it, you have a a husband and three children. Yes. Can we talk about your daily routine for a second and how you (laughs) fit life in and children and life and then business and entrepreneurship and then self-peace and self-care? (laughs) What, what
2: Ay-yi-yi-yi-yi. <laughs> let, me tell you. let me tell you I wish I could say that every day looks the same and it's so structured and it's so organized but it's just not and you know I I kind of encourage women to get away from this need to live a balanced life because I find that it's kind of unobtainable like and I'm giving myself permission to say you know I don't need my life to be balanced I just need it to function effectively and so my morning routine I have to stick with that that keeps me sane I wake up every morning. I do my run. While I'm doing my run, I'm listening to something um, positive, some positive programming, an audio book, uh, a downloaded webinar, something that's going to get my brain pumped. It's going to be teaching me something because I notice that that kind of inspires my day. And then when I'm done with that and I'm trying to, you know, cool off and I listen to I'll do like my guided meditations or I'll sit and pray Or I pull up TDJs, just something that just kind of centers my soul and just reminds me of all the goodness in life. And then I walk back in the house and my kids are bouncing off the walls and... Uh, my <laughs> my husband's looking like what are we gonna eat and it's just like i've run back into this beautiful chaos and i remember talking to um, a good friend the other day and i'm like girl how do you keep your house clean and she's like oh i don't <laughs> like, <"Okay>, because, <laughs> because i thought it was just me and i'm like oh my gosh how do i just i just want to keep my area clean and so this week was just really busy for me. I had a lots of events. I was doing a lot of finishing up a lot of ghostwriting projects for my office academy. I just was working, working, working. And I'm like, you know what? Today, I allowed my kids to build a fort, and they built this fort in the living room. They used all the loose furniture in the house, and they brought they built the TV inside the fort. They had their laptop, their speakers. They had this whole the whole living room was set up as a fort. And that fort stayed in my living room for three days. And for those three days, they were happy as can be. And I was in my office and I got my work done. And so I call it a beautiful, chaotic situation. It's just like I had to go where, you know, one of my house to always be clean and to remember my house is lived in. My house has life. It has beautiful life. I have a beautiful family. You know, my children are vibrant and they're healthy and they're creative and, and they're building things and, and they're watching me. They're watching mommy be creative. And so naturally they want to do the same thing. And so we just have to give ourselves permission to be okay with not being perfect. And I say that all the time. Like I'm not always 100% at home with my children the way I need to be, but I may be 100% in my business that week. And there's a week where, you know, I I limit access in the business world and I'm 100% focused on my family and I just find ways to make it work for me. And women have to be okay with designing that life for themselves. Like what works for you? What works for me may not work for you. You know, some women need clutter free and and clean for me, I've learned to be okay with as long as my office is clean and this one living room is clean where I can go in and meditate. And if that means I'll get to the rest of the house Saturday, I'll get the four to be up until Saturday. (laughs) And and I just happen to be okay with that. And, you know, just take it all joy. You know, I can complain about, you know, having a, a messy house at times, or I can look at it and say, God, I thank you for having a house full of love and laughter and life and just be and take gratitude in that moment because Saturday comes and it's clean Saturday, Tuesday is that chaotic, but Hey, this is our beautiful chaotic life and it functions effectively for me. And I think that's what women need to do. Find what works for you.
1: Oh my God. Controlled chaos. I love it. I love that you said get away from that balance because I feel like we have such a to-do list every day and when we don't get it done, we're like, we feel lesser than, and we struggle. And but sometimes it's just a keep busy
0: checklist.
2: Yeah, because if it's not driving you to your bottom line, then what the hell are you really doing anyway? Ooh. Besides being being busy. And you know what? And I used to suffer from that. Like I'll have a million things on my to do list. Like, first of all, Sierra, there's only twenty four hours in a day. You run three businesses, you have three kids, and you have a husband who needs just as much attention as the kid sometimes. So <laughs> how did you really how did you really think that you were gonna do all this in a day? And it was like it was a, a great idea. So what I've learned to do And this has really, really helped me. I do as much as I can on my to do list. If I have 12 things, even if I only complete four of those things and I feel that that guilt kicking in, like, oh, my gosh, you should have done more. Immediately, I pull out a a blank sheet of paper and I begin to write my gratitude list. And I find that that gratitude list, it just kind of dissolves these unrealistic expectations that we hold for ourselves. And it gives us permission to just be and celebrate the small wins. But as I always say, you know, small steps in the right direction is still progress. So while I may not have create, um, completely relaunched my website or created my complete webinar in one day, what I did do is I serve five clients today. I helped them get clear in their business. I made my daughter smile. I took a walk around the park you know with my with my children i made a, a nice warm meal for my kids i'm healthy my children are healthy my husband's smiling and immediately the energy shifts and you go from being feeling like a nobody and you begin to just celebrate who you are in that moment and then look at that to-do list like at least i'm clear about what i need to do tomorrow and i'll start where i left off so i incorporate my to-do list, the gratitude list, because there's always something to celebrate. There's always something to be thankful for. And that's where our energy should go. Because when we focus on gratitude, it brings good energy and good vibrations. But when we're, you know, down ourselves because of what we didn't complete, it robs us of our joy. When you totally killed the five things on your list, you totally killed those things, but you can't even enjoy it because of the 50 million other things that you didn't get a chance to do. And that's, robbery to ourselves and it's a disservice to ourselves so when we have to learn to celebrate our small wins
1: i have to agree agree with you a thousand percent because that is the solution to everything for me a bad day uh you know a rough morning not getting everything done on my to-do list um not doing well with something that i expected to do well with that list of gratitude pulling that out has been a game changer.
2: Yes.
1: And Some people don't understand it. I've even heard people go as far as like, well, my list is going to say the same thing every day or it feels fake. You know, I'm just making stuff up. No, it's an Mm. energy shift. Like you said. And that's what I loved was like, if you would just focus your energy on everything that you did get done and that you did do and what you need to be grateful for, like the fact that you do have a roof over your head in a messy house versus not having one at all. Right, it would. Ch- it changes me every time. It's literally right. something we should practice every day.
2: Oh, it's definitely necessary. Gratitude is definitely the gateway to abundance. And I don't. I'm. I'm just trying to wrap my mind around how it would feel fake. Like I always lead with, "Lord, you woke me up this morning. I can. I have breath in my body. If that feels fake, pinch yourself because you're still here. And whenever you're here, there's another opportunity to win. I know sometimes, you know, it gets so hard. I'm just like, when is it going to change? But I'm always reminded that, you know, it only takes one move of God to change our whole life. It takes one thing. Like, just think about the people who we admire the most. And you hear their success stories when they were homeless. And then someone, some famous person walked by and heard them humming and gave them a record deal. Like, you just never know. Like, life is unpredictable that way and so every day that I wake up I expect great things I expect that today could be my day today today could be that big moment for me and every day that I'm able to wake up and breathe I know that no matter how difficult it may seem in the moment my next moment can change everything the next thing I learn can be a game changer the next thing I implement can be the thing that shifts my life the next talk I give the next client I take you just never know and Um, I'm reminded of I think it was Winston Churchill when he said success is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. And so you wake up every morning just excited about what could be because, you know, that you're working, you know, that you're in action. And, you know, big moments meet us at the intersection of opportunity and preparedness. So you're always prepared and you're always expecting that next opportunity. And that's what we're grateful for. I'm grateful that I'm still here. I'm still in the game. I'm still in it. I'm still in it.
1: You should wake up every morning excited for what could be.
2: Yes, that
1: is amazing. and i I can't imagine how many people probably struggle with that. Mm-hmm. But if you woke up excited about what could be, it would be.
2: Yes. And then not just waking up with this like this empty expectation, but you're waking up expecting that today could be the day. And it merits because you know you're putting in the work. You know every day you're waking up and you're showing up and you're doing the work. You're not just hoping and wishing that life changes. You're working for that change. You're putting yourself, you're doing what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? It's a difference. We're not just hoping and wishing and praying for it. We're working towards it. We're being deliberate, intentional, and consistent. And life, life rewards you for that. You just have to be willing to just keep going and again in those moments. That's again, that's just process. That the painful parts, the low points, it's just process. And we have to be willing to grow through that thing, trusting and knowing that we're working towards something and we're one step closer to our ideal life. And you just gotta keep going and just keep believing. It's the belief that keeps me going. Mm. The belief that it's possible that keeps me going. Mm.
1: I want to get a little bit into your book, Live Limitless, A Millennial's Guide to Greatness, because I know so many people that have unique potential, have big dreams, aren't really sure to where to go next. You have nine keys to unlock one's potential. Can you give me a few of your favorites?
2: My absolute favorite is adopting a limitless mindset. And a limitless mindset is a mindset that says, now, Why me? But try me. It's one of those mindsets that it's a it's it means there are no limits there. There is no reason why I can't. It's how can I? It speaks to growth despite of it speaks to, you know, the ability to believe in something that you can't necessarily touch, but you can see it and you work towards that. You believe that all things are possible, you know, that it just requires work on your end. So just adopting a limitless mindset has been Life changing for me, because if I can think it and I can and I'm willing to work towards it, then I know that it's possible. And so that's been a game changer for me. Um, One of my other favorites is nurturing your gifts because we all have gifts. The difference between those of us who are winning and those of us who are waiting is the fact that some of us are taking time to, number one, identify our gift, identify our uniqueness. And we're actually being deliberate and intentional about developing that gift and nourishing it. Because you can have a talent, but sometimes it still requires a certain mechanic and a certain discipline. And so when you realize what your unique gift is, what your talents are, how you show up to serve the world and to serve the marketplace or to serve the industry that you work in, you can develop that thing. You can polish it. You can you know, perfect that craft. And so that's another thing that's been a game changer for me. Also, um, connecting um, sisterhood. There's something so powerful about connecting with other women and building a tribe of people who believe in you, who really want to see you win. Um, Where well, an, There's an equal exchange of value. Um, everything's reciprocated. You want to see them win. They want to see you win. You're encouraging one another. You're speaking to one another, speaking life over one another, holding one another accountable. And just being connected and having a community and learning to celebrate other women. Those have all been very key, especially in this season of my life. So those are just some of my my key, um, my favorite keys to, you know, living out loud and being great as a millennial.
1: I loved, all, girl, all nine of them are necessary, but yes. <laughs> I love, I love all of that, especially polishing your gift, like understanding it once you understand it and not just not using it for what it is, but constantly growing it.
2: Yes. Because
1: that's what they keep saying about you know millennials and being successful in the industry right now it has nothing to do with the skill set it's just understanding your gift Mm -hmm. and identifying your uniqueness
2: yes and And that's what people love that's what that's that's what makes us fall in love with the brands that we love right there's something unique you know we thought we know the person they've, they've shared their stories and we get to kind of see them develop over years. And that's what makes us, you know, loyal to certain brands because we've watched their journey and we've seen them continue to grow and polish that thing that makes them unique. so
1: So for all my ambitious women listening right now, whether they be at the start of their entrepreneurship journey, the height of their career, what would your advice be to them right now?
2: Stay in action and never stop learning because the moment you stop learning is the moment you stop growing And to be great means that you're going to grow into the person that you were designed to be. And you can't do that if you stop learning. So always surround yourself with people who can pour into you, um, As service-based entrepreneurs and purpose-driven entrepreneurs, we're always serving. But we have to remember and be very intentional about putting ourselves in a position to be served because we can't pour from an empty cup. So as you're serving, as you're growing, make sure that you're putting yourself in conversations and situations and circles where you can learn as well because that's how we keep things going and that's how you stay full. So you always want to be learning and you always want to apply yourself. If you have a great idea, implement it. Don't sit on it. If you're feeling like you're procrastinating, take action. Go ahead and face that fear because it's always going to be rooted in a fear. What is that thing that's holding you back? Because it's keeping you from your best life. It's keeping you from your greatness. So overcome fear. Knock out procrastination. Just do it. Stay in action. Stay connected with those who inspire you. Eliminate those who drain you. Be okay with walking away from toxic situations. Continue to learn. You should always be reading learn, read, attend seminars and webinars that serve your need, that serve the area that you want to grow in. Be positive. Always believe in possibilities. Never allow a bad day to get to your heart. If you're experiencing a bad day, remember it's a bad day, not a bad life. And if you wake up the next day, you're still in the game and you still have a chance to get it. Always believe big, believe huge. Dreams come a size too big so that you can grow into them. Always believe in what's possible and never give
0: up.
1: That has stuck with me. You said that before. Um, I think when I saw you speak on a panel that your dreams should be a size too big so that you could grow into them. And I've literally had to live, I lived the rest of my year like that after I saw you speak, because I was like, that's what petrifies us. You know, Is we see something and it's just an arm's reach and we're like, that's not for me though. I'm not ready. I need to make more money. I need to get another certification. I need to, um, you know, get older. I need to be more respected before I go do that. No, no. You just need to make a choice. Yes, that's it. That's it. I love
2: it. There are so many people less qualified, less educated, with a worse hand than you, who are taking the same hand and winning with it because Ooh! they just they just chose to go with it. So we those are just I call those excuses of why you can't be great, and it doesn't matter. You can be great right now with what you have today, using what you have. Tomorrow is going to come, whether you prepare for it or not. So why not take action now?
1: You literally are speaking life into my audience this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so tell my audience because they're going to need it. They they're going to want to stalk you after this. Where can they stalk you?
2: <laughs> Please stalk me. Follow me over at Instagram at Sierra Range, um, Twitter at Sierra Range, Facebook. You can find me Sierra Range and my website. Um, www.sierabrange.com there you can find access to all of my, my books I have a new book coming out in November you guys I'll be making a big um, announcement soon so you guys will um, connect with me there to learn more about that and if you're interested in writing a book and telling your story and building a platform around your story and your skill set by comparing story and content you may be interested in our Live Limitless Authors Academy here we are taking people and teaching them how to build and stand upon their stories by using their skills to create compelling content to serve and grow their authentic audience. And so if you're interested in that, you can find that um, everything's on Instagram on my link tree. So just connect with me, follow me, support, and um, I'll reciprocate. Let me know who you are. I want to know what you guys are doing and how you're living your best life and how you are living limitless.
1: I just want to say and clothes that Sierra. everything that you offered up to the audience and any other woman is true from the heart because you have always been available to me given access to me answered all my questions no matter how busy you've been and been such a sight to see in person and so loving and warm welcoming regardless of women and where they are and myself included so please connect with her this woman is going to change your life trust me
2: oh thank you that's so (laughs) sweet that really means a lot to me i don't take it lightly thank you so much for having me and for inviting me on your platform i hope that something i said um penetrates or ignites a pursuit of purpose and just remember ladies we're all in this together and we can all win together thank you love
0: you're so welcome take care thanks again for joining us on another episode of the stranded podcast if you felt inspired or moved today